one of you. My message today, and it excited Joy Palmer so much that she says, I definitely want to hear this message. My message today is the secrets to having a happy life. Many of you have the saying, happy wife, happy life. I think the first person I ever heard say that was Reverend Newlands. He mentioned it to me one morning. Happy wife, happy life. And you can see the smile on his face and how cheery he is. Just an encouragement to me, Michael. You really are. Bless you. The secrets of a happy life. We were in Nashville up at the Grand Ole Opera with my sister and Arthur and Louise and the lovely Sarah at the weekend. And we really had a nice time. I went to a mall. I never go to malls, very, very seldom. But I thought I might have to get my sister a small gift, something inexpensive and small, for her birthday. So we were in this store, and Maggie was there over at one side, and Mary was there a little bit closer, and I picked up this thing, and it was obviously uh, something for a lady. And I was telling uh, the lady there, she said she loved my accent. I said, well, I'm from Scotland. And I said, my sister's over here, and it's her birthday next week, and this is why I'm buying this gift for her. She says, oh, and I says, in the beautiful redhead, just a little bit further on, that's my wife. And in fact, this year, we'll have been married 40 years. Her eyes went up like this, and she says, 40 years. Congratulations. What is the secret to your success? And without a hesitation, I says, it's, to be really honest with you, is having the Lord in our lives and having the Lord in our marriage. Now, I'm, am I telling you this morning that we have a, had a f perfect 40 years of married life? No, I'm not saying that. We've had a good 40 years. But like everyone else, we've had our up times and our down times. And Pastor John used to say that everybody has problems. Just some people have more problems than others. So that's not what I'm trying to portray for the 40 years that we've been perfect. No, we haven't. But what I am trying to portray this morning is that as we had problems and difficulties in our marriage and in our relationship and the bumps in the road that we all get, running short of money, whatever it is, put it there yourself. I'm not going to put words in your mouth and I'm certainly not going to put all my laundry on the table or I'll get it when I go home. That's not what I'm saying, but um, what I'm saying to you this morning, I know where to go, and we've known where to go in our marriage, and the quicker that we go there, the better it is and the smoother it becomes. And that is to the feet of Jesus, giving our lives over to him. And Jesus made the difference of me, I would say, in my family. I'm the youngest of five, five? <laughs> youngest of five. My mother was 42 when she had me, and I would have said that I was the wildest, the roughest one of the whole bunch. But yet God so fit to choose me, and I chose him and accepted him into my heart and into my life. And through that witness that my mother, who 
was a lot older. I'd lost my father when I was nine. But through that witness, she saw something different in me, the little rascal, and she used to call me all kinds of names. <laughs> sometimes she used French, and sometimes she used German. I could never understand what she was saying, but I knew it was time for me to hightail it out of Dodge. So what I'm saying, what am I saying to you is that, that I've never been perfect. I've always been a rascal. But you know, the Lord saw fit to take me where I was to where I am today. And if there's room for me, there's room for anyone sitting in this room today. He no more sees the th things I've done. He only sees the blood of his crucified son. So how do we live a happy life? A woman asked me what was the secret to my success in my marriage. The secret to my success in my marriage and the 40 years that we've had together, and it's been a good 40 years, joking apart, and the children that he's blessed me with and the grandchildren he's blessed me with, the friends that we've had, I, I'm, I'm just enjoying the blessing of the Lord this morning. What is the secret to your success? Brought me to the thought of, what is the secret of having a happy life? Michelle, I know you're taking notes because I get a text on a Monday morning from you. So sharpen your pencil, dear. Turn in your Bibles with me to Psalm 1. Psalm 1. We're going to be reading from the New King James this morning. And... Uh, I'm glad I was able to thank you, Barry, uh, make an encouragement to that, that girl up in Nashville. And I pray that just my few words will, will cause her to look to the Lord for in her life and in her marriage. I want to minister today the secrets of having joy, a happy life. Let's read from Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit it's in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. On the other hand, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly will perish. I pray that God will add a blessing to the reading of his word this morning. Christians, if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, the name that people have for you is to be a Christian. Christians should be the happiest people on earth. 
Next week, I'm going to get Jimmy up here with a little camera so we can video you all after hearing this sermon, and I'll know which ones have been listening and which haven't. I remember years ago being a member of the Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship. Many of you will never have heard of that. It was founded by a man named Demas Shakirian and his wife, Rose. And he wrote the book, The Happiest People on Earth. And his ministry definitely showed that through his life. The whole theme behind the ministry was to invite businessmen and businesswomen along to a meal to hear someone whose life has been changed by the blood of the Lamb and their lives are changed and turned around so that they could relate to the other businessmen and women that were there. And it was a fantastic ministry. And I've seen thousands of people minister to. My father-in-law and my mother-in-law, they used to travel all over America and minister in the full gospel businessmen services. Michael's done the same thing with his family and his ministry. And that was a place, it was a venue, it was a source of us reaching the lost. And the idea behind it was like our coffee and our breakfast in the morning is for you to invite somebody that maybe doesn't go to church to come along and have breakfast with you. The idea behind that was for you to invite someone to come along to the Businessmen's Fellowship and hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And so that they could hear that a, a person that owns a mechanic shop, a person that is a, an architect, a person that is a, a financial whiz, or whatever it may be, that they could give their testimony and the other one that's sitting there can relate to where they're coming from because that's where they are. And the idea behind it was so that we could tell the goodness of God and what he does in our lives. And it was a happy ministry. It was a place where you could feel joy and be really ministered to you. There's been thousands of people's lives cha were changed through that ministry. How many of you in here this morning and you will watch the great preachers on the TV and boy, they can put a sermon across. They can cut the rug, as they say in the South. They can really go to town. And they're going to town and giving it all they've got. And then you'll see the camera scan across the crowd. And you'll see all these solemn, sour faces just looking back at him, giving it all and giving what he's got. Jimmy, next week I'll have you in a camera. So you, you can see all the smiling faces. I can see them, but you can't. Believe me, they're all happy in here this morning. These Christians in this church are the happiest people on earth. I can tell. Hallelujah. But you know, when you see the, 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 the solemn faces, you can think to yourself, well, that's not really much of an advertisement of the Christian life when you see them all solemn and sound. Pastor John has been a great mentor to me, and I served him for nearly 40 years, I believe. I served as, uh, him as a, his associate, and I had no desire to take his place, but my desire was to make everything run smooth so that he could look good in the gospel, and more importantly, that Jesus could look good in people's lives. And he used to tell a story of a, he would pass by this church, and the man outside the church, the usher, that's why we don't put Jimmy in a suit, the usher... <laughs> is out there at the front, and he's greeting the people as they come in, and here he was, 
and a big, black, beautiful suit, and a black tie, and a black hat, and a black Bible under his arm. And his face was just solemn. Man passed by and says, excuse me, sir, are there more people like you in there? And he says, yes, there's lots of them. Oh, well, I'm not going in. I've got enough problems of my own. <laughs> so as Christians, you know, we need to show the joy of the Lord in our lives because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Instead of sitting with a glum face, we should be happy and we should be pleased because God has touched us. He's touched our lives. And when we think of what he's done for us and where he's brought me from today, that makes me, I realize where I could have been. I know the road that I was taking and my road was the road to hell until I bowed the knee and accepted Christ in. And through that, my mother saw a difference in my life. My sister got saved in, one of the, in our church here and she saw the difference in her life. In fact, she was relating it in the car yesterday. In fact, the day, well, I'm going to tell you something out of school. The day that she bowed the knee and accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, she was angry at us because we left her in the store to work and we got home and got changed to go to church. And they left her, but she came along the church and Jesus, even with her anger and her rage at us for leaving her behind, she gave her heart to the Lord that night. And I think that was awesome. Amen? So even when we're feeling tough and hard ourselves, Jesus can touch you. If you just leave a little space for him to get into your heart and into your lives. I remember I'd, I've had six heart attacks. And I'm not going to go into it because I get into trouble for re repeating. And I had several surgeries. And I was in church one time or several times people would come up to me and really nice folks. We had nice folk in here, you know. And they would come up to me and say, oh, well, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Oh, well, I've got this pain. I'm this and that. And it was all doom and gloom. And that's how I would relate to them. Every time they, I'm coming, they would sit and speak to me. Well, how are you getting on today, Pastor D? Or how are you getting on? Is things going well for you? Oh, you've no idea. I had a terrible night last night. But you know, I came to my senses. I realized that people were wanting to hear how I was, but they didn't really want to hear the whole story. They don't, when people come up and ask, I'll give you a tip, if they come up and ask how you're doing, just give them a nice answer and let them be. Because they don't want me to sit down and be bogged down by all your downers. And I was a downer, because that's how I felt. I was feeling down and I was feeling low. But I came to my senses and I realized that's not what the people wanted to hear. And, but that's how it was. So I stopped and I changed. Psalm 1 by David holds the key. Was David perfect? Was David a perfect man? No. Did he live a perfect life? No, he did not. But he knew where to turn in his distress. Do you know this morning where to turn? in your distress. Do you know where to go to in your distress? Some people say, okay, yeah, I'll go to the pastor. No, don't come to me. <laughs> because I've been known to counsel and people don't like sometimes the counsel that I give them. Because I give them what's in my heart, not necessarily what they want to hear. Some people will say, 
you come and you tell them and they want to hear that, oh, he's awesome. He's the best counselor in Atlanta. No, people want to hear what they want to hear. They don't want to really necessarily hear the truth. We can all live by these principles that I'm going to tell you about joy. I want you to listen very carefully. Which is your good ear again? That's your good ear. Bill, don't block it. It begins by saying, blessed or happy is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. I encourage you not to take ungodly counsel. The counsel that says live for pleasure, to gratify your flesh. But I encourage you this morning to get godly counsel. Surround yourself with godly people who will give you godly advice and godly wisdom. That's a good tip for you. Don't stand in the way of sinners and hang out, but hang out with right people. A lot of people are living very unhappy lives because of the people who they associate them with and who are influencers in their lives. It's easy now, listen to me, it's easy for any of us to get into the trap where you can allow other people and others to control your life. If you're in a relationship that tears you down spiritually, you need to get out of it. If you're hanging around people that are dragging you down and are taking you away from godly things, then you need to get out of that relationship. Who are the influencers in your life this morning? I've already asked me that myself that question. Who are you running with? Who do I run about with? We need to take a good look at who we associate with as that will indicate who we are or who we are becoming. Birds of a feather flock together. You've heard that one? Birds of a feather flock together. And there's a lot of truth in that. We can read of Abraham and his nephew Lot. They were so blessed that they had to separate their lands to make enough room for the blessing that God had given them. Lot, both families moved out. And Lot got the opportunity to make the first choice. How many of us have made choices that have been wrong? I'll raise two hands. Lot got the first choice, and he pitched his tent towards Sodom. And unfortunately, it wasn't long. You listen to me now? It wasn't long before Lot's family were influenced and they became ungodly. It's important, I'm speaking to every father, every mother, every grandfather, everyone in here today, it's important who we hang out with and what we're doing. Born again, I love this song, born again, there's really been a change in me. Born again, just like Jesus said. Born again and all because of Calvary. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I have been born again. Was it long? before his whole family became ungodly. 
Don't sit in the seat of the scorners. It's not long before you become miserable yourself. Have you ever been around a miserable person? I've tried to keep myself upbeat and not be miserable. But I have on occasion heard my wife say, oh, you're just miserable. I don't know what got into her, but she has said it. If you want to be a positive person, Bill, don't keep listening to negative reports. Robert and Martha, their daughter in hospital, was not given any hope by the doctors. Her brain was affected, this, that, and the next thing. The people, we all gathered together, the family gathered together, and the question was asked, the doctors gave them one report. The question was asked of Robert and Martha, whose report are you going to believe? And they said, they're sitting over there, they're the giants in the church, a wonderful couple. Whose report are you going to believe? And they returned by saying, I'm going to believe. We're going to believe the report of the Lord. Don't be listening to negative reports. Encourage yourselves in the Lord, and he will encourage you, and he'll bless you. Scorners are doubters. You listen to me? Not encouragers. Stay in the word if you want to have a happy, blessed life. If you feel yourself getting down, get into his word. Put on the music in a Sunday morning especially. Maggie will work this phone thing and she'll press different buttons. And the next I know there's this wonderful soothing gospel praise and worship music comes on this little phone and it fills the room that we're in. And there's a preparation there in our hearts that comes from listening to the gospel music, to listen to the good news, to listen to the songs that will lift you up, songs that will encourage you. I encourage you, before you come to church, prepare yourself before you come. Sometimes you have to rush out the door and you're running late and you have to do this and that. But you could also turn off of AM 750 and listen to the news and you can listen to 91.5 or 104.7, the fish, some of these that will get you into at least the atmosphere so your mind is prepared. I believe that we should come prepared. We should come expecting to receive something good. We have to prepare our hearts. These men that come and sing and worship, they prepare before they come. John and Billy and them prepare the songs they're going to sing and we're going to have specials. Uh, they prepare and they have themselves ready. So I encourage you today to prepare yourselves. And I, I encourage you also to hang around good Christian company. And you won't be long in getting out of your misery and climb in a new height with Jesus. This is good advice I'm giving you today. Whose advice am I giving you? Not mine. I'm giving you the advice from the Lord. Recently, I heard a story of a man who was excited to share with his friend of a miracle that had happened in his family. And when you hear people going to share a miracle with you or share something, you're expecting a, a healing or, or a, maybe a financial miracle that's happened to him or some other thing in their life. But that's not what this man was so excited about. He began to 
speak on and share. No, it was something more important than, than, than a financial miracle. He shared the story of his aunt, his auntie, who used to be pulling all the family down. Whenever they got there at all the gatherings, she was the doubter, she was the scorer, she was the miserable one. It would bring everybody down to a lower level and she would make it miserable for everybody. I don't know if you've got an aunt like that. Have we got an aunt like that, Mary? Don't give her name, keep it yourself. She was so miserable and happy and, and negative all the time that nobody, just like me, when I would, they would come and they would ask me, they would stay a little while when they asked me things, but when I began to get so negative, they didn't stay too long. And it wasn't long that I was left talking and mumbling to myself. And that's why I got out of that. I don't do that anymore. But when you were around her, it was always down and miserable. But at the last family reunion, she was a new person. She was the life and the soul of the party. She had gone to a crusade. She'd given her heart, just like my sister, and me gave her heart to Jesus. And no one could believe the turnaround in her life. Do you believe me this morning? Those who have been blessed and touched and given their heart to the Lord, you know what that turnaround is like and how excited you are. I told everybody who was around me that when I got saved, I went back into Ireland in the army, to the guys I fought with, cussed with, fought with, did all the things that soldiers do. Even some Marines do these things, Jim. <laughs> did all that. I was back and I didn't have a Bible, I didn't have a pastor, I didn't have a Christian friend. But I went back. But you see, there was a change in my heart and in my life. There was a turnaround. Something happened that night when I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart and life. And if you've never accepted him, if you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, you just don't know what you're missing. You just don't know what you're missing because he can change your life and he can turn you around. No one could believe the difference in the auntie. She was smiling, laughing, hugging everyone. Who was this woman? She was a new creation. She was a brand new woman, brand new person, born again totally changed. That's what Jesus can do for you just as he's done for me. Born again with that change. You can be the one of the happiest people on earth. Do you believe that this morning? You too could be one of the happiest people on earth. I've shared how you too can come and have the secret of having a happy life. If we stay in his word, and we follow his word. Sarah is a grand cook. If you don't know what a grand cook is, she cooks, she bakes, she does all these wonderful creations. Well, that's what our mother says. She does all these things and she's got this talent. She's got a natural talent of baking and putting things together. But you know how she manages to do that? She does it, but she has to get the right ingredients. She has to read the recipe and know how to put it all together. And with a result of her talents, the recipe and the ingredients, a wonderful creation comes forth from this beautiful young lady's hands, Sarah.
uh, she's taking orders for cake after church. And you, if you order today, you can get it at half price. But she's, she's great, but she has to get the right ingredients. And she has to read the recipe. This is the recipe book for our lives. The ingredients is Jesus Christ. Allowing him to come into your heart and into your life and allowing him to change you just like he's changed me. It's found in Psalm 1 and other parts of the Bible. I encourage you today to follow his instructions. If you have any doubts or you have any needs or you don't know how to put it together, you turn to him. Give it over to Jesus and read his word. I pray that God will add a, a blessing to this message this morning. When the brother John come forward with his team. I thank you this morning for being here. I pray that I brought some kind of life to you. I brought you to think of the good things that God can do for you. I pray that I've, I've, I've brought you into thinking something afresh. That you don't have to be a doubter. You don't have to be miserable. But you can be happy. Because you know the Lord has given us so much. He's blessed us all so much. We are a blessed people. We are touched and blessed of the Lord this morning. And you know he, he, he doesn't have any favorites. If he's done it for me he can do it for you. And I just encourage you this morning Whatever you find yourself in, some of us may have financial problems. Some might have a bit of bother in your marriage. You might have a sickness or an illness. Whatever is troubling you this morning, whatever storm that you might find yourself in, and you might say, well, I've asked the Lord, I've prayed to him. The disciples thought he was asleep in the boat. During the storm, he wasn't asleep at all. He was there. You know the wonderful thing about it? He was there with them. And he's here with you this morning with whatever problem, whatever situation that you find yourself in. Jesus is the one for you and I to turn to. He's the one that can change your life. He can turn it around for you this morning. If anyone needs prayer this morning, why don't you just come forward with the prayer team and we would love to pray with you in the closing moments of this service. Hallelujah. It would be an honor for me to anoint and for our prayer warriors to come together and to join with you. If you've got a need in your life, maybe you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're walking the fence. Maybe you don't know which way to turn. Maybe you're destitute. Whatever it is, Jesus is the answer to any situation that we find ourselves in this morning. If you need prayer, just in the closing moments, the divine will play softly. Just come forward and we'd love to pray with you. Prayer team, come forward now. In Jesus' name, hallelujah.